Good morning and welcome to On The Pace with Michael Guerin. Have you caught your breath yet after a remarkable night of harness racing? The Inter-Dominions out of Menangle on Saturday night at Tabcourt Park. And if you watch harness racing in any form or any sort of racing, you probably know we had an inquiry and a change of placings in the $500,000 tab into Dominion pacing final. Remarkable stuff. The right decision was made. Let's get that clear. The right decision was made. Nobody's fault. There was just a squeeze between expensive ego and Bonsell Benjamin. It cost Bonsell Benjamin more than the half a neck margin at the end, and the stewards deemed that. So Josh Gallagher as the driver, Jameson Grimson, as the trainer, and the man we're about to speak to, Steve Duffy, or actually his wife, Julie Duffy, as the winning owners of Bonsell Benjamin, your 2021 Inter-Dominion champion. Steve, congratulations, good morning, welcome to the show. How does it feel to hear those words, Bonsell Benjamin, the Inter-Dominion champion for 2021? Oh, it just feels fabulous. It's um, just a dream come true, really. Um, you sort of it really still hasn't really sunk in. Thank Steve, we'll talk shortly about the race and the drama of the night, but this is far more special than that for you. People listening to this who don't follow the code would say, well, what is Bonsell Benjamin? And Bonsell Benjamin was named after your father. That must have been a very emotional moment for you. I know you visited his gravesite before your trip to Sydney to have a horse you're named after your dear old dad to win an Inter-Dominion. Steve, that's, that's stuff of legend. Yeah, well, uh, I've all, I always... My father sort of passed away when I was 23, and I said to Mum, if I ever get a horse that I really like, and and it, you know what it's like, Mick, trying to trying to name, um, name one when you, you haven't raced it. Uh, so I thought this horse was going to be okay so yeah I, I rang mum and I said I'm going to name this horse Bonsal Benjamin and she goes yeah go for it so we named him after dad and oh, he's been a handy horse without being an exception but uh, you know the last since he's gone up to Sydney and Jason's taken over him he's gone from being a good free for all uh, you know now a group one horse. Steve, I have to ask this because I'm sure there's people listening to this at home who are wondering, how does a man called Steve or Stephen Duffy have a father called Bonsell Benjamin Duffy? I don't know. I've never heard of the name ever before in my life. I've never, and he always called himself Bill because he didn't like it himself. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he was always, always known as Bill Duffy. He was never known as like Bonsell or things like that. But I've had a few old-timers tell me that there was a few old-timers called Bon and that. Whether their first names were Bonsall or that, I don't know, but uh, I've, I've never, ever heard of it, ever. All right, you used to train this horse, and he was okay. He was very fast, but a yeah. bit of a battler in Victoria. What yeah. were the issues around him, and why did you think he would suit Menangle and Jason Grimson? Oh, well, look, he, he, um, he had a lot of like leg issues he, he he's done a tendon three times between when he was two and four years old so he he hardly done any racing really until he's been five or six he you know he's had 60 starts in the last two seasons and prior to that he'd had 20 you know in four, three years so um 
I I sent him up to to Jason probably on the advice of of David Aiken. I, I was going to send him up to Dave because he was up there for a stint up there prior to the to the big races down here with Malcolm Driven and Max Delight. And when I rang him or I spoke to Josh, Josh said he was coming home the following week. So, and he sort of said, "Well, Jason Grimson or." Well, Jack Trainer both do a good job. Why don't you give one of them a ring? So, yeah, that's how I ended up there. Had you ever spoken to Jason Grimson before that phone call? No, not at all. No, not so at you, all. you just rang him and said, I'm Steve Duffy, I've got a horse for you, and do your best? Yeah, basically. I said, like I said, he's a nice horse. I said, he, I, said I reckon Menangle will suit him because he's always just been a little bit of a battler. Like, he, he holds his ground on a bend. He doesn't make any ground on a bend, so... I've always, I always said that that, that that track might suit him. All right, Steve, let, let's fast forward to just after 10 o'clock on Saturday night. They, they've hit the line, expensive ego hold you to the line. From where your vantage point was at Menangle, were you aware instantly that you had been inconvenienced and that a protest was likely? No, not at all. I, we were down on the grass, you know, probably oh, 30 metres just before the finish line and me and Julie were jumping around because we ran second. So we were over the moon that he'd ran second. And um, then my phone just started ringing straight away. And uh, it was my oldest son, Jake, who, who's, who's a jockey. He, he rang. He said, you want to run up there and tell Josh to have a look at the film? You know, so I sort of just started walking up there and I... Uh, as I was getting up towards the gate where the horses come on, uh, uh, Josh's uncle was there, and uh, he said he yelled out to Josh. He said, "You better have a look at that film." And then I then I heard that Jason had already spoke to the stewards and said he wanted to look at it anyway. Okay. So up till the, then, I didn't had no idea. No. Steve, is it Stephen or Steve? What do you prefer to be called, Stephen? No, Steve. Yep. Steve will do. Steve it yep. is. So, Steve, there's an inquiry going on, and it wasn't a short inquiry. They were in that room for a long time. I, I didn't see you in the room on the footage, so I presume you weren't there. What were you doing with your wife, Julie, at the stage? No, we were standing outside the steward's room. We didn't go in. Um, well, in saying that, officially, like, it's in Julie's name, so I, I probably wouldn't have been allowed in there anyway, so... We just stood outside. We 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 had no sort of vision of the of the uh, like the head on or anything like that. We were just listening to it. We could hear it like on a speaker. So what they were talking about in the stewards' room. But uh, yeah, we had no vision until a couple of people come over with a phone and showed us. And looking at it, I thought, well, we're, we're going to be some chance anyway. All right. What happened? Um, I've spoken to lots of top sportsmen about this. When the moment happens, when you realise you've won, what did that feel like? Oh, it was just sensational. I just, Julie and me just embraced, and I don't know, we've, we've been on Twitter doing this little circle dancing, so we were just so excited. So, yeah. Yesterday, just, yesterday yep. Steve, you took the Inter-Dominion Trophy to meet... Bonsell Benjamin Duffy, you took it to your father's grave. What did you say to him? Oh, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. We probably just sat there more in silence and 
me and Julie because we were on our we drove home from Sydney and and it was on the like he's the cemetery's on our way home so we just crawled in there and we just sat the rug down and and the trophy and yeah we just hugged you know we it was just just a surreal moment just sitting there you know just basically said thanks you know you got up this morning and you had horses who aren't quite as good as Bonsell Benjamin to work. Um, how did you feel this morning? Did, were you jogging a horse at some stage or working around the farm and you thought to yourself, I can't believe that just happened? <laughs> I was actually, I've got a little yearling here that, that's his sister and I was bowling around in the cart and I was thinking to myself, geez girl, you've got a lot to live up to now, you know. <laughs> Well, so, she's she's worth a bit more, Stephen, than she was two days ago. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so yeah, she she um, yeah. So nah, look, to be honest, like the amount of messages and phone calls and that I've had have just been unbelievable. Well, mate, you deserve them. You, you've obviously gone the long, hard road with this horse. Anybody who's had a horse with leg issues knows it's an awfully draining, patience-bearing experiment. So. Mate, to you and to Julie, um, and in your dad's honour, mate, from all of us here at Sky Sports Radio, congratulations for everybody who loves a great racing story. And, mate, thank you for joining us. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what's next for Bonsell Benjamin. But I suppose, Steve Duffy, everything's a bonus from now on. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Mate, you, you enjoy that trophy. Enjoy Christmas, mate. Congratulations on a remarkable Saturday night. Thank you very much, Mick. That's Steve Duffy. What an incredible story. Um, for those who thought, what is a Bonsell Benjamin? Well, that was Steve's father's name. It's an incredible story, and we're grateful to bring it to you. Adam Hamilton actually bringing that story to our attention, so we appreciate his information with that. Uh, Emmett Brosnan is a young man who also had an incredible night. He trained along with his father, Richard, the winner of the other big race, the $150,000 tab Inter-Dominion trotting final. And Emmett, as you join us, also congratulations. And I suppose for a man your age, it also takes a bit of pinching yourself on a Monday morning to think that you are now an Inter-Dominion trotting championship winning trainer. Yeah, thanks, Mick. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much on the nail there. Uh, it still still hasn't kind of sunk in. It was all a bit of a whirlwind, and then obviously um, coming back to to Victoria yesterday. So um, we sort of got to soak it in um, last night over a glass of uh, champers and uh, watch it again. And um, yeah, that's when it was uh, you know you could really sit back and and sort of just have a have a bit of a I breathe out and um, and enjoy it. Emma, we'll get to your father, Richard, shortly. But for those people who don't know you, um, you're obviously very young. How old are you and, and what sort of horses and how many do you have around you at the stables in Victoria? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm no spring chicken. I'm, I'm 34 now. Um, but, yeah, oh, we're, we're doing just, just um, Dad and I, doing about a team of 10, maybe a few less than that um, just at the moment. And, um, yeah, we've sort of been sticking around that number since um, Dad came over to join me and um, and just setting up the, our new property. Uh, so that's kind of a good number for us right now. Um, but, but, yeah, um, that's, that's sort of what we've got at the moment. 
You grew up in one of the most famous harness racing families in New Zealand. Your father won the Inter-Dominion final in 1979. He also had a horse called Bonnie's Chance, who was one of the great ever New Zealand mares. Was that all before your time? Do you remember any of that? Because obviously you weren't alive. So how much recollection can you have of Dad's days and the absolute spotlight? Yeah, I suppose it was obviously... You know, I don't have any recollection because, like, when he won the Inter Dominion himself, it might have been, you know, maybe 10 years before I was born. But, um, you know, Dad didn't really push it on us or anything like that. He's, he's not sort of sentimental like that. But us kids, like, we, we knew of it and, and we probably took it upon ourselves to, you know, look up the videos and, and watch all, like, the uh, the replays and, and, and all the articles and so forth like that. Um, but, yeah, it was really really before my time but we always we were super proud of um that being attached to our family name and uh and then obviously when I started working for dad um you know he had a couple nice um horses such as Pompalia and that come along which probably um further intrigued my interest to um to get into training. You obviously are New Zealanders. What made you move to Victoria? First, you moved without your mum and dad, and then obviously they came over to join you. Yeah, well, as, as you probably touched on before, like you know, I had pretty big shoes to fill in New Zealand, and and um, I guess there came a point where, after working for dad for a, for a few years, I, I sort of had to start forging my own my own path, and so that that landed me um, at Jeff Webster's in Victoria. Um, finish out my concession claim with him and then I stayed on afterwards and that's probably, you know, he gave me a really good um, kick along and, and probably really encouraged me um, to uh, to really pursue the the, the training um, and he really gave me um, a lot of guidance and I just learnt so much in that period and, and I think that's where I, I really started to um, really started to you know, put some horses together and have a go myself. How did Maori law come into your life? Uh, well, essentially, um, my sister Virginia is obviously a, an equine veterinarian, and and she she was the vet for for the horse. Um, Bill Morgan uh, was was training the horse, and, and he actually um, retired from training. So. Um, he was looking for a new home, and and I think there's a few names that that were uh, that popped up. But um, essentially, I was just lucky enough that uh, I'd never actually trained for Fred or anything like that. But he um, decided to give me a opportunity with the horse, um, which Fred's kind of kind of known for doing that, giving people um, a bit of a crack. Um, so yeah, we're just lucky that we did get a you know a horse that does have above-average ability uh, um, in the barn. Unlike Bonsell Benjamin, your victory was far more clear-cut. He was leading a long way from home. Greg, Sugar, Greg Sugars rated him beautifully. What was it like... I saw you on the grass on the coverage of the footage, so you, you didn't have the best viewing point. What was it like watching him run past you and then when he hit the line and you had just won the Inter-Dominion? Oh, it was just surreal. It was like almost a bit of a blur. I saw um, Majestic Man um, come to him, and obviously at that point I'm sort of watching because we're a little bit head on to the to the runners, and I'm watching the screen. Um, but there was just something in me. I was obviously cheering him on, um, and it was quite funny. We the horse's stable name is 
is Oscar and my wife Bridie and I we we're, we're yelling out you know obviously come on Oscar and then I I think a, a few sort of random patrons all started yelling out come on Oscar as well which was kind of cool and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, but I don't know there was just something in me I was like I, I know he's just a he's just a tough like if he has to throw gloves down I kind of kind of thought that um, you know. Phil and Ant's horse will have to just be super, super good to to roll him, and um, and that and that's kind of how it how it happened. We talked to Stephen Duffy before about what the victory meant to him and his association with his late father. You got to share this with your father, the man who who gave you that last name, which is emblazoned across harness racing history. What was it like once all the, the the hugging and handshakes had gone down back at the stables later on, when you got to spend some time with your dad? What was that like? Yeah, it was super special. Like I, I think, especially once every like when it was just um, you know him, uh, him and myself. Uh, you know, it was it was you know we had a few few words because uh, you know it was just a lot of work and and I was kind of like oh you know. We did it, and and you know, Dad was like, "Yep." And we sort of went over the whole series, and and um, just really what I learned from from him as well. We sort of really feed off each other um, going into it, and you know um, how that how it all sort of come to pass through the whole series. But um, you know, it was it was really really cool. Like I think essentially, Dad sort of gave me my passion. Like you know, when I was a, a kid for for harness racing. And I think, um, you know, in the last couple of years, um, I'd like to think that maybe Dad had like a renewed kind of fire in the belly for for the game that maybe had had, you know, dwindled a little bit. And well, I'd like to think that I don't think he'd ever turn his back on the game, but uh, like I can see, like he he's quite hungry um, again for it, which I, I think I, you know, I'd like to say maybe had a bit of a part in that. Mate, you've done the family name proud. Um, your dad's a gentleman, for those who don't know him, one of the, one of the, the nicer and more uh, earnest people I've met in my time in harness racing. What does the future hold for Emmett Brosnan? Because you're about the same age your dad was when he won the New Zealand Cup in 1982 now. Uh, what are you going to be doing in 40 years? Do you want to make this your career and your life and your passion? Uh, essentially, like, uh, essentially, I'll do it a little bit differently. Um, how I've sort of set, set uh, you know, plan to set the property up. Um, obviously, my passion is harness racing. I, you know, I feel like I'm sort of blooded to it a little bit, and, and I probably, it's just what I, you know, it's just what's in me and what I like to do. So I can't see myself ever not doing it. But in, in, in saying that, like, you know, I'll probably have, you know, look to have certain things in place so that it's it's not our our sole uh, avenue of income and so forth like that, um, and and that way there's there's kind of less day to day pressures on us um, just to enjoy our racing. But essentially, yeah, no, I, I don't plan on going anywhere, mate. Emmett, congratulations, mate. Um, please pass it on to your dad. I was lucky enough to speak to him yesterday. One of my harness racing heroes as a kid, and mate, uh, no matter what happens with setting up stables and all the things you have in front of you, no one can ever take that away from you. You are now the Inter-Dominion Trotting Championship winning trainer. Yeah, thanks so much, Mick. I really appreciate it. Emmett Brosnan from the partnership of Emmett and Richard Brosnan. Uh, remarkable man, Richard Brosnan. Very, went for a tough time in harness racing. Went through what could be called the bad old days 
uh, back in the 70s and 80s where there was a few things going on which he never got involved in. And uh, that's one reason I have tremendous respect for him. A guy who deserves our respect is John Dumasey. He has been in charge of running this carnival which was delayed a year it was an enormous success. The doubters didn't want them to go to Bathurst or Newcastle. Everybody's happy they did. Now it's over, John. Are you satisfied with how the last three weeks went? Uh, extremely satisfied. And um, whilst I was part of it, there were so many others that um, helped deliver uh, what was a wonderful tab ID21. It, 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 it starts with the planning and Club Menangle, our partner, uh, they've been so fabulous through it all. They've got the experience. They know how to do it. Then we went out to Bathurst and Danny Dwyer and his team were, were fully on board. We, we got to Newcastle. Wayne Smith and, and, and Jane and, and Mary Ann back at uh, Bathurst, of course, they all did a superb job to provide for a wonderful carnival. But don't ever forget, we've got horsemen, we've got horsewomen, we've got trainers, drivers, we've got attendants. And we've got those wonderful horses that help deliver a carnival. John, you were in the inquiry room, um, overseeing, observing um, the inquiry on Sunday, or sorry, Saturday night. Are you confident the right decision was made when Bonsell Benjamin was promoted to win the Inter-Dominion pacing final? Absolutely. Now, I'm only their observer, so um, the, the control of the stewards' room always rests with the stewards. Clint Bentley and his team, they deliberated, as, as was shown so vividly on Sky Thoroughbred Central, and, and wasn't that a coup for harness racing to be on that through the carnival? And we think, you know, Racing New South Wales and Peter Volandes uh, to, to help us there. John Vellis from TAB helping us to, to get that across the board. Um, that um, that whole saga, that whole piece of the puzzle of ID21, the grand final protest, the first one that was ever upheld, um, those who saw it could see the process very transparently and the result was, as delivered by the stewards, uh, Belinda McCarthy, after that, when she spoke to Gareth Hall um, on Sky Thoroughbred Central, she, she clearly disappointed as you would be disappointed she 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 respected her and luke david moran the owners respected the stewards decision so i think that's that's enough evidence to say the decision that was reached was acceptable john where do you see the future of the interdominions because new zealand has dropped out of the rotation queensland want into the rotation do harness racing new south wales still want to hold the interdominions every three or four years, depending on who else joins the rotation. And do we need to put more money behind it, John? Does it need to be higher stakes levels? Because these weren't designed by you. They were agreed on by the last rotation partners. Do we need to have more stake in the Inter-Dominion to give it the gravitas and the glory it deserves? Well, if we talk about um, the gravitas and glory, I I think, um, incorrectly I think this, but I, I could make a statement. If it was for a dollar, the, the iconic inter-dominion, the horsemen, horsewomen, owners, trainers, drivers, they'll all turn up because it is the inter-dominion. That isn't to say that why can't we do more? Why can't we add prize money? Well, that comes back to the hosts, the, the partners in, in this, this um, inter-dominion, and the partners are IDEC, the Inter-Dominion Event Committee. It, it is also um, Harness Racing Victoria. Club Menangle, Harness Racing New South Wales, and now 
um, Harness Racing Queensland, Queensland Harness Racing, and the Queensland Harness Racing Club um, at Albion Park. But um, it's it's about this group of people coming together and seeing what is best for this race going forward. Um, New Zealand's out of the second rotation. Uh, most certainly, I would I would envisage they'll come in in the fourth. Uh, the third uh, rotation, and there'll be four in it. Um, it can always grow as, as long as we don't allow it to um, diminish. John, talking away from the Inter-Dominion, there's some stake increases coming in, in New South Wales, and obviously we can talk about those more in coming weeks now the series is over. But can you give us an idea of what participants and those who love the code in New South Wales can expect from those stake increases? Well, well what... Uh, people need to know is the um, the f- philosophy of of harness racing New South Wales, it's, uh, and it is to have these these iconic events up the top that we all aspire to. But we have we build from the bottom um, in New South Wales. As from January uh, one, we'll be racing for B category meetings, six thousand eight hundred, bit bit more, nearly seven thousand dollars for A categories. Uh, we're almost on nine thousand now. This was in the strategic plan and was to be reached by 1 January 2023. Well, here we are, 12 months in advance, and we're already there. But we're more than already there. We've lifted the B category meetings to be um, the differential between A's and B's is is $2,000. What are we going to do going forward? We're certainly going to follow that same pattern of building from the bottom. But at the same time, we won't forget those, uh, those higher echelon races the uh, the aspirational races that everybody wants to to compete in. When a foal is born, I don't think too many people. Um, first thought is I, I I wish to win a maiden at Parks. I think they really think about Inter Dominions, Miracle Miles, and what have you, Breeders Challenge, and um, we, we just build from the bottom and and we'll continue to do that. And I would expect that we can do even more in the new year. John, there's a, a lot going on. We'll talk more about the future of New South Wales harness racing and all the things that are happening um, soon and more over the holiday period. We have a chance to catch our breath, but of course we have the Miracle Mile coming up in early March. You have local stars, Naren Bonsell, Benjamin, Expensive Ego, King of Swing. You have the horses potentially like Copy That, um, obviously South Coast Arden and some of the Victorians coming. This, I feel, John, this carnival set us up for the Miracle Mile to be something very special in 2022? Well, it did, and, and hopefully the uh, the COVID protocols, the regulations will be eased even further and will give people confidence uh, to travel around um, Australia and into Australia from New Zealand. Um, but the, the carnival coming up, the um, Garrard's Miracle Mile, it's the million-dollar race. It's the richest race on, on the national circuit. Um, it will attract a quality field, but leading up it, to it, we've got Newcastle. It's involved in that carnival, and and a club Menangle lead up races. It's it's another exciting carnival coming right on the back of uh, one of the most memorable uh, Inter Dominion carnivals of all time, if, if not in New South Wales um, only. It, it certainly um, it, it spiked the, the the great tradition of the Inter Dominion across across the nation. John, uh, congratulations to Harness Racing New South Wales, to Bruce and to David at Club Menangle, of course, and to everybody else involved, including the horse people. It was a, a long two weeks and they handled themselves extremely well under trying circumstances. Uh, John, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, th- thank you, Michael. And the professionalism shown by 
all concerned, was a real um, high point of, of ID, TAB ID 21. We put TAB ID 21 to bed um, with some wonderful memories and some great stories and some some wonderful father and son stories that many of us can relate to coming out of Stephen Duffy and Emmett Brosnan. We thank everybody involved, also to Bruce Christensen, David Watson, and all the hardworking staff at Club Manangle who you don't know. It's incredibly hard to put these race meetings on. The same goes for Newcastle and for Bathurst. Thank you to Sky Sports Radio for giving us extra time this morning to talk about that. Stick around after this break. Dave Stanley will be talking with a very talented young horseman in Regan Bayless.